Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Faith to Conquer Fear radio show hosted by me, Christy Dimitrakis, Christy Howard Speaker. I'm the president and founder of The Empowered Speaker, a faith-based global ministry that teaches people the power of dreams and the importance of faith in conquering the fears that limit us. I'm also the author of Faith to Conquer Fear, Inspiration to Achieve Your Dreams. You can find out more about my services in my book at www.empoweredspeaker.com. And for those of you who may be listening to the Faith to Conquer Fear radio show for the first time, here's what you can expect. This show will provide guests who will motivate you, inspire you, and give you tools to activate your goals and dreams, whether those dreams are entrepreneurial, corporate, or personal. And today I have a special guest to help me do just that, Dawn Ori. And let me tell you a little bit about Dawn. Like you, powerful life instructor, speaker, coach, and author Don Ori has felt the groans that living life without walking in purpose can evoke. We all silently ask ourselves the same questions. How can I make things better? How can I reach the dreams I see for myself? Is the future I see in my mind really possible for me? And where do I start? With years of experience as an entrepreneur, teacher, artist, and guide to friends and strangers through their avenues of life, she has learned how to create a space for the conversation for life transformation to occur. She's learned the questions to ask to break free from the status quo. Dawn's philosophy of living life fully and loving it immensely is the birthright of every human being on the planet, has helped her to walk students into the lives they love. Her philosophy for drilling deep into the wells of her students' possibility has at times made her to be referred to as the deep diving speaker. I love that. She provokes her students to change from the deepest parts of themselves, shifting core mindsets and eliminating counterproductive thought patterns. Dawn's integration of stories, facts, and wisdom allow her to set the tone for conversations that connect with her audience intimately. A gifted singer, dancer, and interior designer, Dawn has a Bachelor of Fine Arts from Wayne State University. Her career includes nearly 20 years of entrepreneurial experience during which time she has consulted both for profit and nonprofit companies. She's consulted in many areas, and she keeps her spiritual grounding by being involved in ministry worship leader, worship dancer, and volunteer instructor. When asked why she became a speaker and coach, Dawn said, I use my gifts to make a difference in the world around me because it's my reasonable service to God and humanity. She wrote her upcoming book, The Dandelion Princess, Weeding the Garden of Your Life, as a precursor to her speaking career. Led by what she calls a divine hunger, Dawn developed the living, purposeful, excuse me, a powerful life course to teach people how to not only connect with their divine purpose, but to also create the steps to live it. And there's a lot here about her. She is fantastic, doing a lot. She also does deep diving coaching sessions using the principles of the course and works strategically with clients to create clarity and process for their own path. And she says, it's my labor of love to be the change agent in the lives of those around me, to help them find their path and live it. I love it. Dawn Ori, welcome to the Faith to Conquer Fear radio show. Oh, thank you, Christy. Thank you for having me here. I am. So I'm always excited to talk to um, faith-based 
uh, audiences and people who like literally live uh, in 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 faith and and move in faith. So it's amazing for me to be here, and I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, you're so welcome, and I am glad to have you. I always start by asking my guests to tell us something about you that was not in your bio. What wasn't in my bio is that when I started this process, I didn't like myself. Mm. When I started this process, I didn't like my life. I I I I didn't even know who I was. When I started before I became a speaker, before I wrote the book, before, you know, all of the things that could have happened to make me this person that I am today. Um Ten years ago, 12 years ago, 15 years ago, I didn't even like me. That's not in the bio, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely not in the bio. That's not in the bio. It's very relevant and allows you to reach your clients and your audiences. Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. do you think, what was it that got you to the point of saying, I don't like myself? How did you come to that realization? How did I come to the realization that I didn't, that I was not happy, that I didn't like my life, that I wasn't happy? Um, I was actually in the middle of divorce. Um, You know how crisis shifts you, you know? Yes. It shapes you, it changes you, it makes you um, grow into another person. If If you ride the wave of the crisis the right way, you know, it will change your life for the better if you allow it to. And I was in the middle of crisis, and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who I was going to be because I had, you know, I was always my son's mother, and I was my husband's wife. And I had set my life up to be that for the rest of my life. I was good. I didn't, you know, I was only, I was trying to be that, and I wasn't trying to be a whole lot else. Mm-hmm. Although I had a whole lot more in me, I, you know, I was, I was, you know, hoping that I could do that and this, you know, but that's not the way it turned out. And I started having conversations with God about me. I started being really, really honest about the life that I had. I started being really, really honest about the life that I didn't like that I had. The life that everybody else had designed for me that really didn't even fit who I was. You know, I, I was born and raised in, I'm sorry. No, keep going. I was, in, I was born and raised in Detroit. Um, and I'm a person, right now, I live in Southern California. I live in San Diego. And I have never, ever liked cold weather. Literally, I'm, I'm not saying I've never liked cold weather. I have always hated cold weather. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll put it like that. When people are like, it's fall, it's beautiful, it's fall, 50 degrees, beautiful. No, it's cold. It's cold. Don't, even, <laughs> don't, don't lie, it's cold. <laughs> Don't lie to you because you're not lying to me. I know it's cold, <laughs> right? So I grew up in that. And, and years and years I have been saying I am leaving this cold place because I hate it. I've been announcing it to my family forever. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. They didn't even believe me anymore. That's how long I've been saying it. They didn't believe me. Um, that plus, you know, I wasn't happy in my money. I wasn't happy in my insides because I didn't like me. I had so many, so much pain from, you know, abuse as I was growing up and sexual abuse when I was a little girl and 
you know, my father left when I was really young, and I didn't even know him uh, in terms of him being in my household. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't even have reference for that, you know. So um, I have a stepfather, you know, but we had lots of dysfunction in the house in terms of all of the abuse and things like that. And so it took a lot for me to even get to the place where I was able to own that I didn't like myself. I didn't like my life. I was completely unhappy. I had never been happy my whole life. I didn't even know that I wasn't happy. I didn't even know. Didn't even. I had no clue that I wasn't happy until I hit a life crisis, which made me look at everything. Mm-hmm. And when I was looking at everything, I had glimpses of happiness. I had moments where there was were places of joy, right? But the continuous happiness that you have in your life and your soul, I didn't have that. I didn't even know what that was. Mm. And I started just asking God to make me her. Because like, I started saying, Lord, I know you made me to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. I, I know that the, the person that you made me to be is not this person. So can you please... Show me who I need to be and make me her. I don't like me. I need you to make me her. Mm. And if and you can make you me her. You didn't what her was. You just no, said, whatever is inside I, me. Whatever you saw me. Though I was real clear. I was like, okay, Lord, you knew me. You have known me from the before the foundation of the world. I was in you. I was already in you. You knew me. You formed every hair on my head. I was spiritually and wonderfully made. When you said, let us make man, you said, let us make him in our image and our likeness. So whoever that person is that you made me to be, can you please show me her and make me her? Because I don't like me. You make a, this is a very, very powerful um, piece of the conversation and, and, and how you prayed and what you prayed for. Because so often I feel we have our own vision in our mind of what we think we are, what we think we mm-hmm. should be, and maybe that's based mm-hmm. on exactly what you alluded to, what other people's expectations are. Oh, you're really good mm-hmm. at this. You should be a, mm-hmm. okay? You can finish the sentence. Everybody can finish yeah. their own sentence. We've all, we've all heard it. And unfortunately, a lot of times we fit, we end up mapping our life based on the path that other people have, have intended for us. So I think it's very powerful that you would just be open. And when you're in crisis, that's what you have to do. You you don't have a choice. Now you're kind of at the mercy of God and, and everything else because you don't know what else to do. And right. that is when he shows up. That's when he shows but, but, up. But Chrissy, you know what? We're at we're at we're at his mercy anyway. anyway. We live in his mercy. Yeah. We live in his mercy every single day. Like there are no days that we don't wake up with new mercies in the morning. Mm-hmm. There aren't any days. There are no days when he doesn't cover us and go before us, where he doesn't surround us and put a hedge about us. There are no days. Mm-hmm. If he removed his mercy, we would be Job for real. Yes, without, without removed, an expected end. Yes. If he removed his hedge from around my life, I'm, com- I'm clear I would be Job, sitting in there with boils all over my head, mm-hmm. like the whole nine yards of, yeah. of, of everything, but don't touch her life. I would be exactly Job. And we would all be exactly Job if he didn't have his mercies covering us every day. And you know what? Even Job had his mercies. Yeah. He just didn't have the protection. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So we would be dead without his mercy. No, don't don't get it twisted. We'd be dead in our sins and trespasses, like living craziness. For real. 
So yeah, no, no, no. Um, so when, so when you pray, I want to go back for a second. When you, when you pray that prayer in the midst of your personal chaos, how did you know you had heard your answer? It because was a three-week. You were not doing this. Okay, I was going to say you weren't doing the work you're doing now when you were married mm-hmm. and with your son. Okay. Mm-mm. No, it was a three-week conversation where when I said God make me her, He stood me in the mirror. And showed me all the stuff that I was not and said, let's get through this. Mm-hmm. And gave me a list of all the things that I was and said, do one thing. My friend Angie said, you need a happy me. You need to have a conversation with God that will change your life forever. God bless her for saying that. Because what came out of that is my life mapping process and the, and the Living a Powerful Life course. Because God took me through it first. He changed my life with it first. And then after he changed my life with it, because I got quiet, you have to learn all the stuff about getting quiet, quiet in the inside, quiet in the outside, and not filling the, and filling the space with your thought processes. Mm-hmm. Not filling the space when you ask a question of God, not filling the space with the answer you want to have happen for you, but hush your mouth, hush your insides, hush your mind, because you don't know, and let him tell you. And then when he tells you, obey and do what he says. Mm-hmm. How do people That's quiet? Where how do people quiet that voice? Because, and I'll I'll speak for myself. A lot of times you hear things and you go, okay, that sounded a lot like me, but mm-hmm. it might not have been me. Or how do mm-hmm. I know what I'm hearing is not my own voice? What I would what I would say, <laughs> okay, in all my infinite it's wisdom. God's God's ideas, God's plans, God's God's um, wisdom, God's mind for you is absolutely not your mind. Mm-hmm. The stuff that He gives you to do, the stuff that He says about you, reverberates in your spirit, your soul, and your body, and it's unchangeable. You know beyond a shadow of a doubt that He said it. Um, how do you quiet yourself? I liken this process to chain, to treat, teaching a child to use the potty. Mm-hmm. So if you've ever had, if you're a mother, if you're an aunt, if you've ever watched the process of a kid learning to, to get on the pot, you, 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 the, first, the first thing they do is they think, I'm done, and they get up and they run away. Yeah. No, you're not done. <laughs> and as a parent, you got to put them back. You know, because they're done. They mm-hmm. think in their head, okay, I've sat down here. I did what you asked me to do. Now, I'm not sure exactly what I'm supposed to do, but I'm sitting here. Okay, I'm done. I'm tired of sitting here. I'm moving out. And when soon as they move, as soon as they move, yes, they stand yes. right there in the yes. middle of the floor and, and use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Right there. <laughs> Every time. So accurate, yes. Because <laughs> they think they're done, and they're not. And you have to redirect them and redirect them and redirect them. And sometimes, you know, when I was potty training my son, I didn't have to do this, thank God. But, you know, there are there are parents that have to literally use that little belt. You know, have that, they have the potty with the with the seat belt on it. <laughs> I've not seen that. That's, that was, I didn't have that with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> to keep the pots, to keep the kids strapped to the pot, no so that they actually are in a seated position. That doesn't really work for every kid because some kids actually just stand up and walk around with the pot on them. Uh-uh. <laughs> but yeah, they do. <laughs> but, but 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 you still have to redirect them yes. and teach them to 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 be there and teach them to be present to what's productive. To teach them to be present to no, you have to sit here until you're done. And then celebrate 
being done. Mm-hmm. Celebrate being done. So what does that look like for grown-ups? That looks like the first time I said, I'm going, Lord, I'm going to seek you early. I get up at 4.30 in the morning. You know, I'm going to seek him. I was for, for real, Christy, for real. I was, I was going to seek God so early in the morning, and I got on my face. I'm going to lay prostrate before you, God, because I really want to worship you. I really want to seek you. Girl, I laid on the floor at 4.30 and woke up at 6 o'clock. <laughs> I knew that was going to be the end of like, that story. <laughs> like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. I went to sleep. <laughs> and for months, I did that. Mm-hmm. For weeks, I went every day. Did you fall asleep every, every day? I promise you, I fell asleep. I would think about all the stuff that was coming up. I would I, everything that was that was outside of the of the realm of of seeking God early. I did it. I did it first. I did oh it God. first. You know, I would I would hear my son moving. I would get up and go, "Oh Lord, I'm not supposed to be up. I'm supposed to be back down." On my, like literally, all kinds of stuff would happen to until I learned the process. So then I I will you know I was I was I finally mastered like staying awake. <laughs> and after I mastered right. staying awake, right after I mastered staying awake, then I mastered. Don't think about what's, what you got to do in, in five hours. Five hours is not here. It's 4.30. Mm-hmm. Like, spend time in that. Like, don't hear all the sirens and all the noises coming around. The boy is breathing in the room because people breathe when they sleep. Stop thinking about that. Like, focus <laughs> your mind. Stop chasing <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Stop it and just focus your mind. And once I got that, focus my mind. Then, then learn to do what... Um, what the prophet told um, his protege to do, and I, I'm, I don't want to name names because I'm going to get it wrong, but he heard God's voice, and when he heard God's voice, he ran to the prophet, and the prophet said, what are you doing in my room? And he mm-hmm. said, I heard you call me, yeah. and he's like, no, 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 go back. I didn't call you. When, when you go back, and when you hear the voice again, say, God, I hear you, and I'm here, and I'm listening. Yeah. So I had to say that before I heard God's voice. I had to let. I had to be present. I'm here, Lord. I'm here. I want to hear from you. I'm here. I'm seeking you. I'm here. I'm here. And when I got that, and got quiet, and just got got that, then God spoke, and I heard it. Now that doesn't mean He wasn't speaking the whole time I was sleeping. Right. Okay. That's right. That's right. That's right. Some of my best thoughts come in my sleep. Right. That doesn't mean that. But that means that I wasn't present to the conversation. Mm. It wasn't an exchange. And it became an exchange. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you're, you're also bringing up lots of good points, but another good point is we often think of that quiet time or that closet time because the Bible says get in your prayer closet. It doesn't have to mean a literal closet. We all know that. Right. Or maybe right. some people don't, but it doesn't have to be a literal closet for those who may right. have thought that. But right. a lot of times we think about that as being our prayer time. And when we think prayer, we think talking. We are right. giving God praise for who he is we're asking him for whatever it is that we need in our lives and those things, the desires of our heart, which means what? You're talking. And when you're talking, right. you can't listen. 
So, so, I, think, I, so I love what you I love what you're saying about the listening mm-hmm. part of it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you don't pray. You still do that part. There's certainly a place mm-hmm. for that because the Bible gives mm-hmm. you a prayer to pray. Mm-hmm. But the listening part is, I think, where we miss it. Mm-hmm. So what what I've learned is that um, people think God is a short order cook. Mm-hmm. Like he thinks they think he's the Burger King line. Like it's have it your way. Like, thank you, God, for today, and I want a car, and I want a house, and 2.5 kids, and $5 million in the bank. Thanks, God. I'll talk to you later. Appreciate you. And that's, yeah, appreciate you. Thanks for, thanks for the time. Thank you, God, for the time. You know, and and that's that's so far from what what he, if you, <laughs> so far from what prayer time even is. Like, when you get to the place, like, I've gotten to the place now where I understand that I don't even have to ask God for anything because he's already taken care of every need that I could ever have. Every need that you could ever have has already been taken care of. The prayer that you pray of our Father who art in heaven, your name is hallowed. Um, your name is hallowed. You know, uh, your, let your will be done in earth as it is in heaven today give me my daily bread today you know you know forgive me for everything that i'm going to do today that's not like you you know all of those things it's already been taken care of the point of us praying is so that we remember that it's taken care of Mm -hmm. the point the point of us praying is so that we remember that he's already done all that stuff that the hairs on your head are really numbered. Really. He really does mm-hmm. catch every tear in a jar. He really does know your sorrows. He is the high priest who absolutely understands every single one of your infirmities. Everything that itches you wrong, catches you wrong. He knows when you're going to cough. He understands everything that's out of alignment in your life already, which frees you up a whole lot in terms of your asking. I think too, too many times we think that it's all about the ask. Lord, I just want to remind you. And I I, mm-hmm. do, I even do that jokingly, like, Lord, I know I prayed mm-hmm. this yesterday, but this is but, really important. And I know you have a lot yeah, of people that you but right. You, don't forget your, you know, don't forget your girl mm-hmm. hanging out right, over here. Right. I still need that thing we talked about yesterday. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you say it jokingly, but at the same time, it's serious because you're trying to express to God how important this is when he's already told us that every care we have is important to him. Right. I mean, there every is no ask care. too small. If it concerns you, it concerns everything. him. Mm-hmm. Everything. Right. Take care. And the Bible says take everything to the Lord. Everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. Cast your cares. Yeah. Yeah. Cast your cares. But once you cast them, don't go get them. Don't go, get Don't go get them back and take them and throw them back up there and get them again and throw them back up there. Oh, my God, I got to cast again. Don't do that. It's, it's no net. That's interesting because <laughs> one of the things, the Bible talks about praying fervently. And I've mm-hmm. always been, I'm a quick action. I think I've been a microwave girl all my life, even before the microwave was invented. I'm, I'm kind of like, okay, Lord, I told you. And uh-huh. like my kids, I've told you twice. I expect you uh-huh. to remember. And let's keep mm-hmm. it moving. Let's move and on, Lord. I'm the same way with prayers, and and a lot of people they just get, keep pray with an unceasing. And I'm thinking, seriously, didn't he hear me the first time, and maybe mm-hmm. the second? But I seriously, I can't even remember to pray for it every day. 
Mm-hmm. Somebody says, I just keep praying for me. I'm going to give you two good times, probably. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm going to give you two effectual, fervent. I'm going to give you one effectual and one fervent, and we're done. <laughs> and we're probably, uh, because I, I fully believe that my prayers reach God. Mm-hmm. I believe they do, and I don't believe, that's my personal belief, and a preacher can tell me otherwise, um, but I don't believe you have to, to tarry for hours and hours and days and days, God hears you, and He already knows. But we we always we are always waiting. Yes. Speaking of tearing, we are always waiting. We are always in expectation of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are always in expectation of what He is for us and what He will be for us, what what He will do for us, or what He can become in our lives, and how big we can become in Him. We're always tearing and expectation and waiting, but that doesn't mean that you're stuck there and you yeah. don't get the chance and the opportunity to spread your wings and move. Mm-hmm. Like He already knows. Like California was built long before I got here. He knew I was going to need California. He knew I was going to need this place. Right, he knew right. I was going to need 80 degrees in, in, in April. He knew <laughs> that in January I was going to need to have flip-flops on. He understood that about me before yeah. he even made me. Because he created right? you. Yes. That's right. So everything that we need in terms of every, and I just want to stop and say, people who don't believe that everything you need is already taken care of, breathe a deep, dig, dig, do, do a, a, do big, a quick deep breath. Deep breath. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The air that you just breathed in has been here since before everything else got here. When he said, let there be, when he formed the heavens and the earth and said that the earth was the, 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 light and the, the, the light and the darkness, when he formed all that stuff, air was in play at that point. And air has been here since before you got here, generationally, and it will be here before you leave. Air absolutely supports everything around us. And there's not a, like when you breathe in, somebody in China doesn't drop, drop dead because you took the breath that they needed. Right. <laughs> you great. are well That's provided so well for. That's you well are said. well provided for in well all said. things. My gosh, Dawn. Yeah, I know mm-hmm. you're not going to believe it. We're out of time. Are we out of time already? <laughs> I know. I know. But that's when you know the conversation is great when you run out of time and, and nobody expects it. But before we end, I want to give you an opportunity. We didn't talk about your book. I mentioned your book and mm-hmm, your bio, mm-hmm. but we didn't talk about mm-hmm. your book. I haven't yet told mm-hmm. people how to find you and contact you. So I want to give you an opportunity to, to talk about that. Okay. Well, my book, um, which is The Dandelion Process, Weeding the Garden of Your Life, book and workbook, I'm putting the last few pieces of that together now. Actually, it's all written. I'm now getting it um, edited and ready to be published. Um, hope to be have it done. My, 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 my goal for it to be done is September 1st so that it can be out and published by the fall um, have all my editing and everything done so that it can be published by the end of September. Um, but it's going to be available. It's going to be amazing. Um, it again is the dandelion weeding the garden of the dandelion process, weeding the garden of your life. And that is the book um, and the activities in the workbook that got me from hating my life to loving my life and everything in it with all the wisdom that God dropped in my spirit. Like, don't let the drive drive. Like, what propels you? What pushes you? What, what what pulls you, all those things that make you you, all that stuff is in that book, and it's amazing. Um, talk about my story, of course. 
um, how can you reach me? You can reach me at info at dawnori.com. Um, you can reach me on Facebook at Dawn Renee Ori. I am also um, Coach Dawn A in Facebook. That is my Facebook page. Um, if you guys are interested in anything that has to do with living a powerful life course, if you're looking for someone to coach you into a powerful life, that is the point of the Living a Powerful Life course. Um, it is a 16-week course that will change your life forever because we get in contact with God and we map out what he says about you from the beginning, from the end to the beginning and back to the end, just like he does it, from the begin, from the end to the beginning and back to the end because how many people know that when he said let there be, he wasn't trying to figure out what it was going to be. He already knew. So that's how I work. Um, and that course is on my website, of course, with every other course, my um, my head, heart, heart, head, and mouth agreement course, my mental landscaping course, and some new courses that I'm putting up about living abundantly um, are available to you as well on the website. Um, and the website is dawnori.com. I am on Twitter at dawnae at d a w n n a e, and um, on LinkedIn at dawnori. So you can find me on pretty much every every um, every avenue. Of Instagram is dawnae one. Um, and I also am on uh, Tumblr, and it's connected to my WordPress, my website, which is all the same, Dawn Ori. So if you're looking for uh, someone to help you live a powerful life, that's me. So, Awesome. Dawn, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being a part of the Faith to Conquer Fear radio show. And I want to thank you all for listening to this radio show as thank well. Thank you, Christy. You're so welcome. Hey, and I want to invite you all to follow me and the show on Blog Talk Radio to get news and reminders for upcoming shows. I'd also like you to connect with me on Twitter. My handle is at cdemetrakis. And on Facebook, I have two pages, Faith to Conquer Fear and The Empowered Speaker. This will allow you to keep up with all the news and events to inspire you to keep it moving. I'm doing what I love. Talk to you soon. <laughs>